What's up, Wyoming prison people? I'm here with uh, Terry from the Artistic Abstract Objective Beat Movement. And uh, Sean here is doing our sound. How are you guys doing today? Doing, doing really good. well. Awesome. Doing great. Glad to be here. Cool. Uh, we got a good one for you guys today. But first, that music you just heard is from Get Bent. Uh, they have shows and dates that we'll be posting on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram started, but isn't posting yet, but all the stuff will be on there. Um, and shout out to the Little Shop of Burgers. We're currently live from their facility, recording on a Sunday. It gives us a lot of cool background and inspiration for creativity. So uh, shout out to you guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Trevor and Sarah. All right. So uh, first off, I was just going to ask you kind of what the background of the movement is, any milestones you guys had, you've had, and um, where the name came from. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. So the Artistic Abstract Agitative Beat Movement, incredibly long name to begin with. Uh, so I decided when I was in college studying business that I wanted something to go with uh, the business to kind of give context. And so I thought, you know, I would give my uh, art something that it could, uh, uh, a vehicle to write upon. And, you know, when I was trying to find out names, you know, nothing that in the short was uh, really descriptive or what I wanted to capture. So I just kept adding names until it became what it was. Nice. Very nice. Cool. Um, and so kind of what have you guys, I know you've done some art shows at the Nick. Um, and Actually, no, we've only done one show other than uh, the one that's up and coming, August uh, 1st to the 28th of this year. Uh, we did it at Scarlo's Gallery. Scarlo's, okay. All right. Cool. Um, and so, just to shout that out, you are doing an art show all of August, but the opening night's the 5th? That is correct. It's going to be the August 5th during the Casper uh, Downtown Art Walk, the right. third edition of this year. And you were kind of going over it before, but can you tell the people what the theme of that uh, show is? Yeah, the show is going to be called Neon Nature. It's an idea where you take burrows of wood and you slice them, and then we put them into pressure pots with different inks. And because the virus, uh, due to fungus, stress, or damage to the wood, uh, it creates different ripples in it, and then the ink only reacts to certain types. So each one is a kind of a, a hodgepodge as it comes out. Then we take it and we sand it and slice it, which another artist does. I see the uh, end result and I'm so impressed by it that I want to capture it and share it with other people. So I get involved with taking photographs and then I like to print it on uh, aluminum to give it kind of that pop three-dimensional feel. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really... Um, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk with you about next is just how you get the ideas get your inspiration and morph it into other stuff, get it out of your head and turn it into what your, what your art ends up being. So the process that I go through is uh, the world is my stage. Everything is subjective as much as it is objective. I like to take in as much as I can because all things fit together like a giant puzzle piece. Once you get enough pieces, you can start putting them together and you start to see a giant and elaborate pattern. You can start referencing history. It's like nothing is new, nothing is old. Everything has happened, it's going to happen again. And if you can see and make the correlations, you kind of have a context as to what's going on in life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. As to get it out there, I uh, try to use 
expressionism. That's kind of about like the name, the artistic, abstract, adjective, beat movement. When it comes to expressing yourself, it's really hard to find the appropriate word, the appropriate way, like the word love. Everybody throws it around as a four-letter word or five-letter word. <laughs> uh, but no one really actually knows how to articulate it and make it meaningful. And I think that art is the best way of doing that, not only with like love, the idea of love, but uh, you can use any kind of an emotion, you can use any kind of a thought, you know, um, you get into uh, abstract, you get into objective art, uh -huh. and like uh, Jackson Pollock, you look at his art and it's surreal, you look at uh, Andy Warhol and it's a soup can, but each one of them <laughs> represents a different idea in emotion and thought and thinking and thought process. Cool. So kind of what I'm hearing you say is that uh, the best way to actually define love is not with words it's almost easier to show it. And that's true, because if you ask someone to define things like love or, you know, um, family, caring, and stuff like that, they're everyday words we throw around. But you actually try and define what they mean, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You end up with different definitions, and people would, you know, people look at it a different way. It's like humans. We're, uh, we, we live in the three-dimensional world, but to every one of us, we're only two-dimensional. Mm -hmm. We only ever see each other for what we see in that moment, when in reality there's a whole depth behind you. There's a worker version, there's a father version, a family version, a son version. Yeah. And uh, most people miss that for only what they see. It's kind of like the old saying goes, you don't judge a book by its cover. Right. No, we, we are only seeing the outermost dimension. <laughs> um, and that's, that's something that fascinates me in this whole thing. It's just, if, and with you and me, if it never comes up, if you don't start talking to people about what they're passionate about, you might never even understand more dimensions to them. I did a segment of artwork. It's uh, found on my web page called Meaning Within Meaning. And what I've done is I've taken um, iconic images of photos of people, uh, historical, infamous, not infamous, and recreated them entirely out of words. So people will come to the show and they'll see a controversial figure and have no idea why you, I chose to do that picture until they go up to it and actually read the words and see the expressionism inside the words and find that meaning. Then they can understand the context of the image. Right, beautiful. Um, so, would you consider yourself a seasoned anime expo veteran? Yeah, I would, you know, <laughs> I've only gone to two shows, but I think in those two shows pre-COVID, it said a lot. Mm -hmm. I met a lot of people with a lot of various opinions that have been going for quite a long time. And it was uh, an experience I'm glad I got. That's you really know, cool. And they, just to give context, they were like the two biggest anime shows you probably could go to, right? They were. Uh, <laughs> when I decided that I was going to go to uh, an anime convention, I decided that I would pick North America's largest, and that was the LA Anime Expo. Yep. That is so cool. Right. And uh, am I wrong? Or you made it to one in Tokyo as well? No, I didn't make it to the anime convention in Tokyo. Okay. That's the world's largest. I, I just went to Tokyo because that is the home of anime. Right. Okay. Sorry about that. 
Um, so I was just going to ask, what's the most outlandish, memorable, crazy thing you saw at an anime expo? So the most uh, memorable thing I remember at uh, the anime convention was uh, most people referred to it as Line Con. Okay. Uh, you would start, you could literally walk out of your hotel and step into line. Oh, and I man. had a hotel three blocks away. But it wrapped around the Staples Center twice, and down to the convention center, and then back, back around the, the Staples Convention Center, and back to my hotel. Holy People holy. were sitting in that line for six, eight hours. <laughs> I learned quickly that you didn't bring a backpack, you mm. didn't bring uh, much with you, and there was a line where if you didn't have a backpack or anything, you could just get right on in. Just the camera and the strap, right? Just the camera and the strap and <laughs> oh, nothing man. else. Because once you got in, you could get a grab bag, and there's your backpack, yep. a water bottle, but other than that, you're going to be standing in line. In fact, there were a couple times where I just went to the window to watch people stand in line. Holy cow. I felt really <laughs> bad for some of the people and their costumes. Yeah. Uh, the first time I went, it was like 102 degrees out. And people are cosplaying and crazy yeah. things. Oh, yeah. man, and big, bulky costumes sometimes, man. Like That's awesome. Uh, some of the other really memorable things that I saw is uh, some of the, the depth and elaborateness of the costumes. Some of the uh, uh, some of the people dressed up as entire ships with uh, <laughs> guns and the, the battleship guns. And yeah, it was impressive. It took multiple people to put it together, and yeah, you saw Gundams walking around. Yeah, so was, it was uh, uh, really neat how many people really ate, bre ate breathed, and sleep uh, the idea yeah. of anime. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, this is in a blog that I was writing, but cosplaying and making the perfect outfit, finding a new way to pull things together is just as much a form of creativity as anything else. And finding a new way to dunk a basketball, uh, take the picture, whatever it is, there's all these things and it's either you're in your expression or in your niche or whatever you're working with. But uh, just to stay on that, this is one dimension of your creativity, but I would highly recommend everyone check out the website, um, Artistic Abstract. Objectivebeatmovement.com. Uh, the artistic uh, beats. Uh, uh, it's even hard for me to say it. <laughs> I'll have it posted. And yeah. I, of course, I already have links on all our social media to it, but that gives a more in depth look into your mind, I think, and it's really cool. And it inspired me just the you're blogging all the time, you, you have a really good work ethic, and you do get your stuff out. So it's really cool for kind of an up and coming creator like me to see so um the next thing i was going to ask uh you're well traveled you talked about tokyo yeah i know you've been to turkey as yes. well yep uh can you tell us kind of where you've traveled and what that has done to your view on creativity and also if there's any cool stories from around the globe um yeah i've been to france uh i went to uh paris with uh, some friends and we got in a van and traveled well actually we took a bullet train down to uh, nimes or Avion, and then we uh, took a van and carpooled all the way back up. Oh, we, real uh, travel. Yeah, real travel. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> French gas stations and everything. That's so cool. We did end up getting the van stuck in an alleyway. We thought we could totally make it, and we, we gunned it, <laughs> and the next thing you know was we lurched forward, and we were stuck. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> did you guys speak French? Nope. Well, I didn't speak French. Uh, my uh, friend, she's fluent French. Okay. She, she was a French teacher, so... Beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, in Japan, 
you know, trying to learn how to use the uh, train system is always an uh, interesting thing. Oh, yeah. Since there's four different independent companies that run trains. Holy cow. Um, when I was in Kyoto, I got on a train once and I ended up in the wrong spot. I had to take another train back to where I would start. And then I got on the train and I was like, hmm, maybe I should get off. So I got off. <laughs> and then I got back on. Then I got off. And then I got, okay, we're getting on, we're staying on. Well, it just so happened that there was this girl that noticed me and was kind of chuckling. And I made note of that, that she was laughing at me. But I didn't think anything of it. Got to uh, the mountain and I started going up it, you know. And then there was just something in me that says, you got up far enough, it's time to turn around. And I started coming down and there was that same girl. And she's like, hey, I saw you getting on the train. And we ended up spending the next couple days together hanging out. Oh, that's cool. Different Very cool. I bet that was so overwhelming, just like trying to figure out how to how to get around and everything. Well, what a cool experience! And then you get a a, a native travel friend. Yeah, <laughs> she was actually from the Philippines and was on oh, vacation. Okay, okay. All right. That's nice. fantastic. That is a cool story. I mean, that's really cool. Like, what are the odds of just like? bumping into somebody that you can just hang out with. Yeah, well, you're, you know speaks I mean? English. Yeah, yeah. You're not the only one who's uh, talked about the Japanese train system. Tim Ferriss is a guy that I listen to quite a bit, mm-hmm. and a Japanese fanatic, Japanese filiac, he talked about the train system being overwhelming and even trying to read signs when you're first there and everything. Uh, he- Tokyo Station, you know, that is a, an amazing place and it's easy to get lost in. There's some of the train stations over there that they refer to as black holes. Mm. I uh, got lost in one, spent an hour trying to figure out how to just get out of the station. Yeah, Almost like some kind of uh, experience, I'm sure. That's what people describe it as a lot of time, going to other countries like that. It's almost like a, an out-of-body or a psychedelic kind of experience because it's so different, so alien from what you're normally working with. Uh, do you recommend traveling to young artists? Yes, I do. Um, you know, Japan, you're never going to be feel safer. You're never going to be more taken care of. I've never had a problem. But, of course, when I go to Japan, I, I try to be as Japanese as I can be. Respectful right. of the culture, uh, respectful of uh, the people. And they've always been bent over backwards to help me. When I was in Hiroshima, I was wearing a T-shirt of the uh, Japanese battleship Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. Yamato, Yamato and uh, he found out that I was really interested and he chased me down the block from his job to tell me of a place that I needed to go because I was in the town where they had built it okay. oh, and wow. wanted to tell me that I should go here and meet these people and that's very cool so, yeah very helpful culture there. yeah awesome and so uh, I see your travel come through in your art and your blogs uh, and a lot of this stuff that's why I wanted to bring back that thought it was something you felt passionate about so um and the next question is just for fun uh anime characters i call this chill fighter conquer you can pick three <laughs> or one uh whatever number of anime characters out of the multiverse and you get a chill with one fight somebody with one and conquer a storyline with one if you if you can well, if I were to uh, be able to spend the afternoon with someone, it would be uh, probably Major Kusanagi from Ghost in the Shell. Okay. I mean, she's human and merged with the AI, so she has the mind of the internet and the mind of the human. So how could you not want to talk about philosophical things and pick her brain? 
if you can talk to the AI, why would you talk <laughs> yeah, to the AI? Right, right to the source. <laughs> the merged of the symbiotic <laughs> AI. Uh, if I could um, team up with someone to fight, it would totally be Cowboy Bebop's team. Oh, nice. Yeah. And go around and be with cool. them. I mean, they're, they're so much fun, you know, to watch. Whether you watch all of the episodes or if you just pick, or if you just pick random, you know, that's how you watch the show. It's almost like every episode is its own vignette, and I know that I'm not the only one that wishes that they could be part of the team. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's actually one that I, I've seen at least once. So. And uh, the other question was to I think we did conquer a storyline. Conquer a storyline. So you're in you're in with them for the long term mm-hmm. over an anime storyline. <laughs> you know, I know it gets a, a bad rap, but Sword Art Online. I thought that would have been fun to have lived in a video game and be part of an artificial world for a while okay and then come out and see how you would have been changed yeah absolutely absolutely there's someone out there screaming because they made the reference They're yeah like, yes. Yes. yeah yeah there's also someone going really i can't believe you said that <laughs> <laughs> thank you thanks all right if you could spend the afternoon with anyone past present or future who would it be uh, so that's a good question. You know, I don't actually have an answer as much as I have an answer for that. Okay. Um, I actually look forward to conversating or having conversations with the heroes of today. You know, I traveled halfway around the world just to have a conversation with my friend, meeting her on her own level, uh, experiencing what she was about and understanding her take on life rather than having her meet me on my level. So I went to Turkey and experienced a day in the life as a Turk. Cool. That's cool. Uh, that's not a normal answer. Most people would have gone to the past or the future, but yeah. you're saying there's plenty in the well right right here where we are? Well, again, like I was saying in an earlier uh, question, you know, the past is kind of the past and you can, everything happens again, you just have to look at it in context. So the people of then are the same people of today. You just have to have those quote-unquote rose-colored glasses to see them now. And if they're not there, you're not looking in the right places. Yeah, the the cyclical clock of time keeps on ticking. And one thing that I heard that kind of reminds me of that, um, just a good quote for the show, is the past and future don't uh, aren't exact, but they rhyme. This is kind of the... So yeah, my heroes are the, the people of the day that are getting up and doing the nine to five and struggling through it, but do it every day and express themselves and put themselves out there for others. That's beautiful. That's awesome. Uh, all right. Um, I was just going to ask you about Japan in, in particular. If you already covered it, we can kind of uh, move on to the next one. But, that's what I see you post about a lot, and mm-hmm. you talk about it a lot, so I wanted to... So, you know, Japan isn't really, wasn't my forte. Um, I was going through a rough patch in life, and I decided that uh, I would do something that I was completely not about. Uh, 100%, I'm, I was about Europe and all the history there, so I thought, you know, what a better way to figure out who I am and what I'm about than throwing myself into something that I'm completely not. Uh, so I booked a ticket to Tokyo on a whim, I didn't know how I was going to pay for it, how it was going to happen. Uh, and you know, I, sometimes you just got to let things happen like that. You got to throw your hat over the, the fence, so to speak, and that forces you to climb over and grab it. 
Totally. Okay, so when you did that, did you were you already an artist? Were you had you been doing art? I've been doing I've been doing art since high school. Okay. I took some art classes, and you know I've always done art as a way of escape. Uh, there's a famous line in the movie Dinner with Andre, and uh, he begins with saying that so and so could never live in reality, but he could always live in his art. And I think that's true for me too. You know, the world is so chaotic and so much going on that we forget to listen to the stillness and silence. And for art, for me, it's a way of pulling back from that white noise and being able to just focus in on what I, what I need to. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, there's a really good quote that says, uh, all of man's problems come from not being able to sit with himself in darkness for 30 minutes or whatever the end of the quote is. It's at. But where I was trying to go was just, so when you, you said you're going through this time and you're kind of like, I'm going to throw myself into something completely uh, abstract to me, alien, um, were you thinking of it as, I'm going to use this as creative fuel, or when you were done with it, did it end up turning into creative fuel? Uh, I think what it did for me is it left me with more questions about culture and my own culture than I had started off with that uh, really pushed what I thought I knew to be true. So absolutely, I would think it um, opened me to be a more uh, broad in thinking, open in spectrums, wanting to experience more cultures rather than just view them in one way or another or ethnocentrical. Okay, cool. Yep, kind of gets you outside of the tribe. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So those are cool experiences. Um, do you have any of your art that took off when you didn't think it would? Vice versa? You know, uh, I've only done one show before this. I'm not really about showing it. I haven't been really about showing it. Even the website, I don't bother to show people. It's just really there for me. And if other people jive with it, that's great. If they don't, that's great too. That's right. a great way to look at it. Uh, so I guess another way to put it would be, have you had any art that you finished and you weren't so sure about but then after you let it sit for a while you realized it was great or vice versa it, any art that's kind of like surprised uh, you yeah um, against your expectations and I, I mean art as broadly as the blog any of your creative endeavors uh, you know I, I I'm a chronicler, chronicler of my own life journaling yep. And such, and you know, I think the biggest thing I take uh, from my art and my writings, and I think a lot of people could too if they documented their life, is that for me, I'm my own greatest hero. I know what I've gone through, I know what I've had to endure, and when I'm in a dark time or a dark period of life, I look back and think, wow, I accomplished all these things, I rose to these occasions, I went to countries and had no idea of how to navigate, do things and came out on top. Because the motto was, you can't stay in the airport until your trip's over with. You gotta, you gotta keep going. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like the idea of the movement. You know, the movement keeps moving. Yeah. Dude, that's, oh man. This is hitting me so good. On another, on another <laughs> it's, level. Uh, it's really inspiring because that's a, that's a lesson that all of us need to learn. It is for us. It's kind of like the act of documenting, of, of making stuff should be, you know, for you, for, for kind of uh, yourself to be able to express and realize that you are the hero. You, you've done all these things, and if you're not, you'll probably realize that too. <laughs> Art could help you realize what's going on in your life. But, Absolutely. Uh, actually try and express what's on the inside. 
All right. Um, the next question I was going to ask is just any local business recommendations, artists, creators? Uh, you know, Scarlet's Gallery and Godet's Art, always in my favorite. You know, I, I go back way back in the days of the 60s with art, uh, Godet's Art. And now under new management with Scarlo's Gallery and such. Very cool. You know, it's one of those uh, gems of Casper over art. You know, I mean, it's aside from the big major Hobby Lobby and um, Michael's or Michelle's that one on the east side of town. Mm -hmm. You know, she's always been able to get what I want, able to order what I need and help me find the right artist supplies. Okay. okay. You know, also I would say the Bourgeois Pig is another one of my favorite places. I always go there knowing that I'll meet someone at some point that I need to at the right time. Here, here. That's they got a cool thing going on. The whole vibe when you walk in is great. Uh, go get you guys a cup of Snake River Joe. <laughs> they have some good uh, beans made from the Snake River, roasted at Snake River. So, uh, Do you have a message for artists, uh, either uninspired, new, blossoming, or mature, whatever you think it'll do most impact or all? I think for anybody that wants to dabble in art or draw or doodle, it's for you. And, you know, no one can take that away from you. You know, whether you're a painter, whether you're a sculptor, it's about your ability to express yourself for you. Uh, a lot of people expect things from us in the day-to-day -day life, our jobs, our work, our relationships. But we all need something for ourselves that we can escape from so that we can express ourselves and have a true free voice. Absolutely. I think that's what we're all kind of looking for. That's, that's exactly what we're trying to talk about here. Yeah. The different uh, substrates that creativity can kind of grow in, go from. And, um, all right. Those are the main questions I have for you. These uh, next ones are just kind of rapid fire, and they might be extras, might be clips, whatever we end up working on it from. So the first one is, uh, do you have a favorite form of art or creation that's not something you do but that you look at a lot or follow? Uh, the thing I love about art that I can't do is color. Not that I'm colorblind or anything, it's just that when I try to work with color it comes out as cartoonish and abstract, you know, but when I see someone able to pick up oil paintings and paint a, uh, a street vendor at night getting bagots, you know, it's it just truly blows my mind that it looks three-dimensional as if I could go and order from the street vendor. Right? Absolutely, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I feel that way about drawing. Anytime <laughs> I see any kind of drawn or, or painted, I'm just blown away because I'm like, that seems so impossible to me. <laughs> um, I was just gonna ask, so over the years in Casper or globally, uh, what do you think's gotten better, gotten worse, or changed in the kind of creative art world scene? In Casper? Yeah. Uh, in Casper, I think that, uh, like America, it's still very narrow-minded, still very um, culturally underdeveloped, as opposed to other countries. I mean, when you consider that we burned comic books in the 1950s, uh, we've um, suppressed comics and other forms of um, articulation. You know, we burned Beatle records in the 60s. So I think that we could all afford some more expressionism. Cool. And uh, so I guess, uh, 
just to follow up on that a little bit, um, do you have an idea or a thought about a better way to express people's selves? Obviously, burning books and stuff doesn't make any sense, but uh, do you have any preferred way? Obviously, art and everything, but just a message for people who might be prone to just start a fire. <laughs> I think, you know, it goes with the old saying, the pen is mightier than the sword. Exactly. You know, a poem can say more than a burning flame. That you have to be willing to write, you have to be willing to paint, you have to be willing to draw, right. you have to be willing to be heard. Cool. That's exactly kind of... I like to get different people's perspectives on this, so I like to just ask the questions, because I, I believe exactly in what you're saying. The more conversations, the more expressions of everything, the more we get to see the world. It's kind of like, if there is some crazy guy thinking these horrible things, do you really want him thinking it by himself over there? Or do you want us to be able to see it and address it and talk to people so that it, that and I think the big thing, the big takeaway on that is we don't ask why do you feel those things? Why do you mm -hmm. think those things? We are so quick to offer our judgment and our opinion on them instead of hearing things out and mulling them over. We, all we as a society, I think we want to solve the problem before we even know the problem. That's a great way to put that. Dude, you are a deep guy. I think this has been really awesome. I'm glad you sat down with us. Um, can you just shout out your art show one more time? Yeah, sure it's going to be the uh, Neon Nature. It's going to be downtown at the Bourgeois Pig from August 1st to the 28th. And opening night is going to be August 5th. I'll be down there for uh, some time in the afternoon, evening. Uh, come down and stop by, have a cup of coffee, and chat it up. Cool. All right, thanks so much for doing this, man. Uh, I will try and get this aired before your art show. Awesome. All right. Why are you coming right back to the world?